Hey, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life, coming from uh, downtown Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. It's pretty loud out here. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, another episode here in season 15. I believe it's episode 5. We're going to be talking about the uh, difference between abstract and concrete. Uh, this is according to uh, Linda Behrens, Dr. Linda Behrens. And we want to talk about this because it's going to give us some insight as to how to determine what is your temperament. Now, we talked about the interaction styles according to Linda Behrens, which is uh, direct versus informative or initiating versus responding or movement versus control and how that ties in with the, each of the interaction styles. So that would be the in charge or structure types or the get things going or starter types or see it through finisher types as well as the behind the scenes or background types. All this different terminology just to figure out and master just to learn what their interaction style is. But after identifying someone's interaction style, you've eliminated 12 types and you have four types to go, right? So how do you figure out what, you know, according to the type grid, their temperament is? So there is another three sets of concepts to compare and understand and differentiate so that you can know who's what basically and uh, with temperament it's very important to do so because you can identify whether or not a person is a guardian an artisan uh, an intellectual or an idealist right so either of those temperaments give you an idea of how to uh, you know classify them further so when you're using that type grid if you have a uh, for example, if you know what their uh, interaction style is, okay, well, is this, a, is this a starter type? Okay, is this a starter guardian? Oh, the starter guardian equals ESFJ, right? Or is this a uh, behind the scenes intellectual? That's an INTP, right? Or is this an in charge idealist? Oh, that's an ENFJ. And you know, with 100% accuracy as to which type a person is, you know, utilizing the type grid in this manner. It's just like times tables. You just need to identify their interaction style and identify the temperament, and you instantly know what type they are. They don't even need to take a test. You don't need to subject them to a test. By the way, you should probably, like, never trust a test again, please. There's no reason for that. Don't trust tests. There's just no reason for it at all. So with that in mind, uh, let's just move forward with this. So... How are we going to do that? Well, today we're going to be talking about the difference between abstract and concrete uh, in terms of, you know, thinking and, and decision making and perceptions and whatnot. It's very, it's very perception uh, based, you know, how, how is sensory details considered, you know, from a person's point of view. So, but let's talk about what types are abstract and what types are concrete. So if you're a concrete, you're an SJ or an SP. If you are abstract, you are an NT or an NF, basically. So you're either intuitive or you're sensing, basically. And this is how you tell the difference between intuitive and sensing, essentially. So intuitives, because I'm an intuitive, and let's start there, and this is a very uh, unstable table, interestingly enough, that I'm holding this on. Uh, just hold it with my hand. Wow, the weather's actually really nice today for being downtown Charlotte. It's actually kind of like this town. A lot better than I was expecting it to be. Uh, so, how, 
how can you tell the difference if they're sensing or intuitive? Well, again, abstraction versus concrete. So the concrete is basically thinking from the point of view or perceiving for mostly, this is mostly perception, right? Sensing and intuition. So we're talking about perception primarily here, right? Do they primarily see things in the world as, uh, you know, based on, in terms of what I of the what is, or do they see it in terms of the what if, right? And the what if is abstraction, and the what is is what is concrete, you know, it, it's the concrete. So uh, I guess uh, let's talk, let's look at like you know the specific definition of what that would be, and I believe abstract, at least according to Linda Behrens, is it's about uh, talking about or thinking of. Uh, it's like super loud out here. There we go. A little bit more volume, right? So you can actually hear me. Uh, so it's like thinking or talking in terms of concepts and patterns uh, and referencing sensory details as needed. It's not like primarily focused on sensory details. It's all about pattern recognition and concepts. Uh, it could be also implications, uh, what, is, what a person is implying. You know, we talked about direct versus informative and informative is all about implication, right? It's all about implying. When you're informative, you're implying, right? Whereas direct, there is no implication. You're just stating it as is, right? You could say that direct is a more concrete form of communication uh, and informative is more of an abstract form of communication, right? But again, that's just for your interaction style. It's kind of interesting that from a perception point of view, you have concrete and abstracts as well, right? So you have multiple sides of the same coin available to all of human cognition, be it with how a person interacts as well as how a person perceives on a daily basis, which is why we have abstract versus uh, concrete. So another way to look at the abstract because it's like the great what if, it's really attached to um, symbols, right? Symbols, patterns, hidden meetings, what if this, what if that, it's in general, it's about uh, possibilities and always being open to what's possible. And people do this through introvert intuition, which is what is possible for me or what is the best or ideal path for me to take? What do I want to do today? Or you have uh, the what if in terms of extrovert intuition, which is, okay, well, what does that person want? What does that person intend? Or what do we want? What do we intend collectively? Where are we going collectively as a species or as a community? What are we going uh, to be doing tomorrow? Or, um, or what is the best possible path for available for all of us? Or um, what paths are available? Let me see what all paths are available before I make a decision as to which path it will be, right? So each of those things are important when you're considering the abstract. Abstract is, is the great what if. It's always focused on what's possible or what might be or what may be, right? So if you're talking to somebody and they're being really abstract about things and focused on what if scenarios or possibilities or examples or almost parables to a point, you know, uh, speaking in terms of symbols, uh, concepts, implications, if they're constantly implying things or saying, hey, this idea or this concept you know, it, uh, it, uh, this idea or this concept, um, you know, I ha what implication is it? What is it implying? You know, uh, 
Abstract also kind of has high introspection, at least according to Dr. Linda Behrens. Uh, it's also constantly asking questions to try to understand the meaning behind things. You know, when people are constantly asking, well, what does that mean? Or what do you mean by that? They're usually an abstract person, right? They're, they're usually an intuitive in that regard. Uh, you know, and one thing I can say about the uh, abstract, uh, it's more, uh, it kind of sees uh, reality, you know, what, uh, or common sense as, uh, as something that's very arbitrary, right? It's very, it's a very arbitrary approach. Um, and they're always trying to come up with like, okay, well, what's the best idea? What's the ideal idea, right? Um, now, obviously, we have the idealist, and they do it from more of a, a feeling point of view of the idea. But that's not to say intellectuals are looking for like the ideal system or the uh, or the ideal idea or the best possible idea that we can come up with or the best way to fix a problem or the ideal solution to a problem. Right? That still is abstraction, even though we use terms like uh, uh, we utilize terminology, you know, for you know what is ideal in terms of like the idealist temperament. Yes we're aware of that okay so that's just kind of uh where it is um you know the what if the great what if the the possibilities what's possible what's going to happen you know what's going to happen before it does now the concrete which is more attached to sensors so this is sps and sjs it's very different um it's all about it's all about what is tangible right what is in front of you what what is tangible what can I what can I grasp now? Like you know, I'm going to grasp some water, and I'm going to drink some water. Here, here's a good way to distinct the two between each other. This is a cup, right? A concrete person notice notice that this is a cup, and it's made of plastic, and it has water in it. It has X amount of ounces or milliliters of water in it, and uh, this cup can hold a certain volume to it. It has a certain weight to it. It has all of these tangible uh, attributes to this cup. An abstract person does it completely different. They're like, well, what if the cup change, changes inside? What if the cup has, uh, you know, the sun hits it? Is it going to melt? What happens when the cup gets too hot, when it gets too cold? You know, what's the what if behind this cup, right? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? You know, that's the abstract way of looking at the cup. What if it spills? What if it doesn't spill? I should hold it in a certain way because of this, that, blah, blah, blah. Now remember, every human being has the ability to perceive in terms of abstraction and concrete. Everyone does, right? And this is what makes it difficult for people to differentiate, okay, well, you know, who's concrete, who's abstract? Which category can I put them into? The answer to that is basically, what do they do primarily, right? What do these people do primarily? Are they primarily concrete? Or are they primarily abstract? What do they do more often than the other? You have to ask yourself that question. In fact, you have to do that with any of this. So direct versus informative. Is this person primarily direct or primarily informative? Are they primarily movement or are they primarily control, right? Are they, are they, uh, you know, are they primarily abstract or are they primarily uh, concrete? It's all about primary and secondary. It's all about yin and yang equilibrium, right? Because when it comes to psychology, Every aspect, every component of psychology is literally a yin and yang equilibrium. And this yin and yang equilibrium allows us to see what's pliable, 
as also allows us to see what's firm, you know, versus, you know, yin versus yang, of course. So what is primary and secondary? Because even yang has secondary yin attributes. Even yin has secondary yang attributes. That's why we have the little dots inside of each of the different yin and yangs, right? That's how that works. So again, when you're trying to classify people in this way from a psychological standpoint, you wanna make sure that you're paying attention to what's primary and what's secondary, right? You really only have to pay attention to that because logically speaking, you could figure out all the tertiary functions and everything else after the fact, after you've at least identified what their ego is by knowing their interaction styles versus the temperaments, right? It's very simple. So but anyway, back to concrete. How do we define concrete? It's all about tangibility. It's all about what is actually real. What has actually happened? What is provable in terms of what has happened? What is happening right now? It's all about the what is. What is tangible? What is happening? What is go? You know, what is happening right now? It's it's all about what is in front of you. You know, and uh, another way of looking at it is about what a person is able to observe. Right? It's all about observation. Concrete is all about what a person observes, and it could be they're observing from a distance and seeing what someone else is doing, or they're observing in terms of what they're experiencing. Oh, I just had this experience, right? So I'm an SI user, and my secondary concrete trait is introverted sensing because it's an inferior function. If it was a parent function or a hero function, that would be, I would be primarily concrete, and in that case, I would be an SJ, right, for introverted sensing. and because it's, it's in the child or in the uh, uh, inferior slot of my ego, that means I'm actually abstract because extrovert intuition, for example, if introverted sensing is in the inferior slot, that means extrovert intuition has to be in the hero slot. And then ergo, as a result of that, I'm an abstract because I have my uh, intuitive function in the top two slots of my ego, right? By default, I'm abstract, you know, and thus I communicate abstractly primarily using abstract language, right? Versus, you know, concrete language. You know, it's the, it's the language with which someone communicates with, but they're doing it from a perception standpoint. How are they perceiving things and how are they communicating about things they are perceiving? So you have abstract language versus concrete language. And remember, concrete is about observation. It's about what is real. It is about, uh, you know, what's useful, uh, tangible. It's all about tangibility. Whereas abstract is about the intangible. It's about the what if, it's about the possibilities, it's very yin focused, whereas concrete is more yang focused, right? Again, another yin and yang equilibrium. And all of these components you gotta kinda keep track of. But again, primary versus secondary, right? As long as you got primary and secondary handled, you should be good to go. So, now, it's kinda interesting because abstract people see reality as kind of arbitrary, but you see concrete people, they see possibilities, what if, intangible things as completely arbitrary. And this sucks too because there's more people who are concrete on this planet. In fact, 70% of the population of this planet right now, they're concrete. They're, they use concrete language, they're concrete thinkers, they perceive in concrete terms, right? So it's very easy for them to have this bias against abstract people and saying, oh, those people and the way that they think and feel and, and go about life, those people are arbitrary. 
Like, this is very arbitrary. Why am I going to bother wasting my time listening to these people or doing what they say or bother hiring this person for this particular job because this guy is talking all the time in arbitrary terms. How is that useful to me, right? That's why concrete people tend to shy away from abstract people and abstract people tend to shy away from concrete people. This is also a huge source of conflict in our race. So you get conflict in the family level. What if the majority of the family is concrete and you have one abstract person, right? What if 50% uh, of the family is abstract versus concrete? What if, you know, if there's a majority, it could be an issue. You know, you, you have to be aware of, you know, the potential the potential issue, you know, the potential problem there, you know, and with, with tangibility, you know, it's all about, you know, memories, right? It's more about memories, you know, instead of, you know, the abstract way, which is implication or the what if or, or the meanings or the symbols about it, whereas it's about like the actual with the concrete. It's the what is, the great what is, is the, uh, uh, is the concrete the abstract is the great what if right so hopefully you guys could see the difference between tangibility versus intangibility right and how that really drives people with how they communicate with others and how that uh, brings people about to you know just a better point of view a better uh, a better way of doing things um, and uh, you know I mean another example here like for example I'm a very abstract person I lack concrete you know, concrete skills, I have to be trained specifically, which means, you know, growing up, I didn't really like the idea of working on a car in the shop with my dad. You know, he's an ENFJ, living, trying to live vicariously through his son, so he has an ISTP subconscious. He would like, it would make his son super happy if his son was similar to an ISTP or similar to him in that way with liking uh, cars or, or tools, etc. And uh, honestly, I just didn't really care that much for it. And that's because I'm more about the abstraction, whereas, you know, he's focused on the, the concrete of, uh, you know, being that ISTP in that moment because he's aspiring with his ISTP subconscious and trying to encourage me to look at the concrete things of the world when as a child I was more caring about abstract. And that's the thing about intuitives. Intuitives care very much about the abstract in their youth, but as intuitives get older, they actually start caring more about the concrete. Whereas it's the other way around for the S, the, the S types, the, the concrete types. They care so much more about, you know, sensing and, and what's concrete in their early age. And then they care way more about intuitive concepts at their later age. And this is why when you get to like your 40s and 50s and people are getting divorced and they're starting new relationships with people, they're in relationships with people who... Um, you know, they're, they find that they're more compatible with those other types. So when I talk about social compatibility, right, there's a reason why social compatibility is set up the way it is because people as they age, they are more open to the concrete or the abstract, the opposite of what they've been, what they've started out with basically, you know. If you're an abstract ego, that means you grew up caring more about the abstract, but as you get older, as you aspire and enter in your subconscious, you're more paying attention to like, you know, if you're abstract at first, then you're going to be concrete or the other way around, right? If you start out as concrete, you're going to end up, you know, more open and more uh, willing to seek out the abstract, right? So this is just how it works all over the place. This is a very normal concept. This is how life is organized uh, these days. This is how people communicate with each other using abstract uh, or intangible language, the great what if. 
and then people are communicating with concrete language, which is the, the what is, or the reality, or this is real to me, or this is tangible, or there's an actual memory here, and I'm here to make memories with you, right? Whereas, you know, this is kind of why abstract folks don't really care as much about photos and pictures as much as concrete people do, because they really take memories and they value memories absolutely seriously. Whereas abstract people, it's all about, okay, well, what are the potential memories that we're going to get? Because again, when we talk about intangibles, it's all about potential, right? You can look at it this way. Concrete is all about kinetic energy, whereas the abstract is all about potential energy. So just looking from a physics model, you can kind of understand how our psychology works in this area in terms of, you know, comparing abstract versus uh, concrete. So anyway, I think I beat this uh, horse pretty well here. And, uh, you know, okay, yeah, 20-minute lecture, a little bit shorter for uh, these kind of lectures right now, but that's okay. I, I didn't really need to say much because the concepts are pretty simple when it comes to the temperaments. So, again, if you want to identify someone between a sensor or an intuitive, you know, if they're, if they're a, uh, an SJ or an SP, they're concrete. If they're an NT or an NF uh, temperament, they are intuitive. So, guardians and artisans are concrete. Intellectuals and idealists are abstract. And just pay attention to their language and how they perceive things and what they talk about. Are they focused on the what if or the what is? And are they doing it primarily, right? If they are, then you know, okay, this person's abstract or concrete and you have a better clue of, okay, this guy's either an SJ or SP or this woman is an NT or an NF and you've been able to eliminate two more of those types. Because you've got their interaction style, you got four types and now you've just figured out, okay, well, he's either a sensor or an intuitive uh, and I know, okay, I've eliminated two of the temperaments, so I'm good to go, right? So, anyway, that's the, uh, that's this particular lecture of this, uh, episode. So, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, and insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it, because likes are the dopest. If you have any questions about abstract or concrete, please leave it in the comments section below and I'll do my best to answer your questions as usual. If, you're not joined, if you have not joined the Discord, please join the Discord for our Q&A sessions. And uh, if you haven't joined our meetup group in the Bay Area and you're in the Bay Area or will be visiting it pretty soon, uh, go ahead and join and I will also be uh, putting up some additional meetups on the schedule very soon as well. So thank you all for your patience for that. And uh, also, uh, Pretty soon, uh, we're going to be making an effort to get my test out. I know people have been asking about it. And we're also going to be releasing my book list as well. What I'm reading now and what I have read and what I recommend for reading, especially studying the science or anything else that I study or anything else that I present here on the channel. So we'll have that available to you as well. So anyway, I hope the volume's not too bad on this lecture. So hopefully it works out just fine. Otherwise, I'll see you guys. I got to travel back uh, home to uh, California uh, tonight. So... I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Have a good day.